Hello, my people. Happy Thursday. It's your boy, Michael Story, here for another rendition of Kingdom Conversations, a Christian podcast. So I'm excited for episode two. Thank you for everybody who tuned in uh, for episode one. Right now, what I'm going to do is just uh, present uh, a topic that I think is very relevant to today's society, which is da 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 honor God with your body, right? We live in a very hypersexualized society right now, and there's so many different magazines, newspaper publications, um, social media, Instagram influencers, um, our own flesh about what do we need to do when it comes to relationships, dating, you know, sex, but um, the best way is to follow God's way. God's way is not obsolete. So, in the book of First Corinthians, and I'm gonna pull this up on my computer right now. It says that in the chapter First Corinthians, chapter three, verse sixteen, it says, "Do you not know that yourselves are God's temples, and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, and you, together, are that temple." Right. So, with that being said, then that's from the New International Version, and I personally like the New King James Version better, but. Um, I, I want to keep it simpler for our, our listeners here, but our body is the temple of God, right? And so if we mistreat this temple, this body, God will destroy it because we are not honoring something that God has made holy, right? So um, we become holy when we um, are believers again in Jesus Christ and his promises, right? So um, when we turn our life and we have faith in Christ and we get born again, as Jesus said that, in order to enter the kingdom of God, we must be born again. And how are we born again? We're born again by, by faith in Christ, Jesus as Lord and Savior, that um, he is Savior and Lord. That means that realizing that he is the incarnate Son of God, that he walked on this earth, and that he lived a perfect sinless life, and he went to the cross for us. Um, he died a torturous death um, because, for one, he was betrayed by his own Jewish people, and secondly, um, he did that in his grand plan of knowing that it's for our salvation, you know, because we couldn't pay for the sins of ourselves, you know. So somebody righteous, somebody holy, somebody perfect had to do that for us in order for us to be in right standing with God. So to be righteous means to be in right standing with God. And the only way for that to happen for humanity, for all generations, is a sacrifice. And Jesus Christ was that ultimate sacrifice. You know, the sacrificial system has been around in God's plan since the beginning of times, um, since um, the earlier world, well, the beginning of the Bible, biblical days, I could say, when Abraham was supposed to sacrifice his son, you know, to God. But, you know, due to his faithfulness and Abraham was going to sacrifice his son, you know, God sent the angel of the Lord, said, stop. You know, as he was on the altar, as he held the knife up, he was going to sacrifice his son. But the angel of the Lord said, stop. For now, I know that you fear God. So that was a test. But that sacrifice of the son is a foreshadow. It was a harbinger of what Jesus Christ came to do and to ransom us, to rescue us. Um, so um, the SSA foreshadow prophecy um, that we don't want to overlook that what Jesus Christ did for us. So every podcast, I just want to start off by um, saying, you know, the way to salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. As Jesus Christ, he said, you know, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father except through me. So there is no other way. There is no chakras or um, any uh, burning incense or 
uh, praying to the ancestors or believing in the universe or the cosmos, um, you know, a, a divine higher, higher power. We need to be specific. That divine higher, higher power is the Lord Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. And these are different titles of God. But Yahweh, Yahweh is the Hebrew name for God. And he is the only way. His son, Yeshua, Jesus in the English, um, he is the only way. He is the creator. He is the everlasting God since eternity. And he is the one that gives us eternal life. Um, we were separated from man or we're separated from God due to our sins and all unrighteousness is sin as the Bible tells us. So when we, when Adam first sinned in the garden, that carried down from generation to generation. Have you all heard of generation curses? Well, that's a generation curse, but um, our Lord God is the generation curse breaker, right? So for those of us who believe in his son, that he died on the cross for our sins, but he also resurrected three days later. So if we do not believe in the resurrection, of Christ and that means we're dead in our sins right so uh, that means that he did not defeat death so we must believe in the resurrection of the, the power of God and that the Spirit of God raised our Lord Jesus Christ to be at the right hand of the Father right now. so yeah I just want to share that we must believe in the power of God the one true God the living God made manifest it in three persons so God is, um, it's, it's his essence, it's also a title, but there's three persons in the perfect unity of God, and that is the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and the Father, and they are one, but they are three separate beings. So they agree in one, they have unity in one, perfect harmony in one, they operate as one, but there are three separate um, persons of uh, the Godhead, as it says in the Bible, but they operate as one, like a team, right? So they're one in sync always. So the Godhead, the Father, which is above Jesus Christ in rank, then Jesus Christ, and then Jesus Christ is above the Holy Spirit in rank. And so just kind of, we'll talk about that at a later time. But uh, today, just want to talk about honoring God with our body. So you know, there's no secret that you know, we've all have fell short of uh, sexual purity, you know, and most of us, I guess you could say. Uh, but, you know, in recent events, you know, Cardi B and her husband Offset or soon to be off husband, seems to be ex-husband, excuse me, <laughs> Offset, um, they're in the process of a divorce. And what I find kind of sad and hypocritical is that there's a lot of jokes about Cardi B and and WAP um, about all that, you know, and I, I understand it, but, you know, Offset was the one that's cheating. Cardi B was the one that remained faithful in her covenant, you know, with Offset as far as we know, you know, so publicly documented, Offset was the one that not only did he cheat, but once he remarried, that's adultery. And adultery is a, a grave sin um, before God. And, but not only is it a sin before God, but you destroy your family. You know, so Cardi B, according to Cosmopolitan Magazine, I was reading an article and it said that, you know, pretty much Offset has been cheating more or less the whole entire time of their relationship. And so there's only so much that one person can take, right? And so with that being said, you know, we have to honor God and our body if we're married, 
you know, the Bible says that we become one flesh, you know, we join one flesh with our wife. And, and so for them to violate that covenant, particularly offset, you know, that's, that's problematic. And we need to, and I get it, they're celebrities. So, so their life set style is always in the public media, but nonetheless, it's wrong for us to really criticize Cardi, particularly as males. Um, so much of a double standard in that aspect, but you know, God is no respecter of persons. What does that mean? That means God holds everybody accountable. Um, there's no favoritism in the eyes of God. You know, we all are going to be judged according to our works and our fruit of what we prepared. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, Offset, you know, we'll be able to move on with his life and hopefully they'll be able to have a great, you know, relationship as much as possible to co-parent, you know, their, uh, what's their daughter? Culture, right? So to co-parent and maybe ask for forgiveness. And I don't know if there's going to be reconciliation, but nonetheless, um, it's not right for how we've been responding in public media and people's own opinions, you know, and I get it. Some of the, you know, people are saying, "Wop," you know, cannot keep a man, which is true. But, you know, at what point in time are we going to put the onus on offset for his infidelity? Right. So that's something that's important that I just want to talk about. Um, getting back to the scripture um, in First Corinthians chapter six, you know, it says that uh, particularly in you know, verse, uh, where do I want to see, where do I want to go at? Verse 15, it says, Know that your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. You know, what says you when you join your body? Don't you know that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For the two shall become one flesh. But he that is joined into the Lord is one spirit. But flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God and not of your own? For you were bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are of God's. Wow, that's a lot right there. Um, if you want to read that on your own, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, um, beginning in verse 16 through 20. So I'll be quite honest. From the years of, I would say... 2007 or so was when I first started to dabble into a little bit of a, you know, pornography, unfortunately, um, just curiosity. You know, I know my, um, I don't know if my parents are listening to this, but I found it at one of my parents' places and it's not my mom. So, but nonetheless, um, I saw a DVD and I was curious and I, uh, you know, watched it and it kind of had me drawn into that. And it just kind of led to, you know, every now and then I didn't develop a, addiction but um, it did open up um, as they say the proverbial Pandora's box for you know more of a, more of the same thing and then eventually you know I started getting into you know masturbation and then um, I thought it was innocent you know watching you know porn just everybody does it it's okay but you know at that time you know I was what anywhere from 13 you know 2007 I was what about 15 so probably started about around 05 or so um, 06 early, you know, first looking into it, but nonetheless, um, it progressed to 2010 is when I first started to get to, you know, sexual activities, you know, with, um, you know, the opposite sex. And so, um, I looked back at that and it was the time from 2000, really 2007 to about 2016, 2000, 
early 2017 where I was, so about 10 years, you know, kind of battling, you know, sexual immorality and fornication. And even now, you know, like I still struggle. And at times I do, I do fall short of um, purity in that aspect, but I know that it's less, it's significantly less than what it was, you know, back then. And I'm aware of the, the seriousness of it, but you know, all habits die hard, you know, and that's not an excuse, but you know, we can't, we can't look at these topics and not realize the importance of what it means to really honor God in our body. And that's of course, sexually, you know, that's the best thing for us. You know, God wants us to have a relationship with him and he wants us to you know, be fruitful and to have sex with our wife or our husband, you know, our significant other in a covenant of marriage. That's the best thing for us. So I'm thinking about it like this, right? So if we never, and this is how society twists and warps our mind. You know, a lot of us are under the influence that, oh, I got to test drive it to see, you know, if, if it's okay, you know. But with that being said, I mean, let's say if you never had sex before, right? You know, God um, God knows that that's what we want for our body with opposite sex. But he knows that the best thing for us is with our husband and wife. So if we've only did it with our husband and wife, if, let's say if we were all were virgins and we can reverse that would save us a lot of, you know, uh, hardship, heartbreak. It would save us a lot of regret, you know, um, using our body just for physical hookup, you know, and without anything more than that, you know, it will save a lot of uh, potentially baby mama, baby daddy issues, having kids out of wedlock, you know, single parent struggles. And not to say that, you know, you could get divorced, but nonetheless, you know, that's, you at least you have a family, right? And but if you're just with, you know, somebody just with the simple pleasure of hooking up or even with a significant other, there's also soul ties, you know, if you all believe in that, that's definitely real. You know, as the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter six, you know, when we come together with somebody, we become one flesh. So I'm thinking about all the women that I've kind of been with, um, unfortunately, and I say that humbly that, you know, at, we became one flesh, you know, and you know, God is able to, you know, break, you know, that, that soul and that mind and body connection uh, with that person through due to, in fasting and prayer and sincere repenting. But nonetheless, um, you have to deal with the consequences of the actions. And sometimes people have kids or you get an STI or, you know, your emotions are out of check or you feel, you know, different now, you know, you, it opens up that that dopamine, you know, that uh, that desire, that libido to, you know, be with the opposite sex. And uh, we've sinned against our body a lot of times. You know, I've sinned against my body a lot of times. Um, and ignorance and thinking that it was cool with common culture, you know, college culture really um, promotes a lot of, you know, sexual immorality. And so, you know, it's important that we are aware of the, the deception of the enemy. Um, so it is not okay for us to um, test drive or you know try sex or be with just because we have a significant other. You know, society will tell you that is yeah, it's cool to you know have sex and you know maybe live together, all right. But in God's eyes, you know He wants us to um, do that in the covenant of marriage with our husband or wife, right? And so if we're doing those activities. At some point in time, we got to be real with ourselves. You know, are we going to repent and stop 
join this um, or are we going to continue to willfully live in sin, right? And so it comes to a point where there's there's a decision that needs to be made. And, you know, we God is faithful for us. He knows that there's going to be times where we fall short, but we have to do whatever we can to get out that situation. You know, like as the Bible says that, um, you know, if you're eye offense, you pluck out your eye, you know, and we're, you know, so that this is an extreme example. And that's not literally you know, pluck out your eye if, you know, your eye makes you cause you to sin, but it's saying that, hey, we got to move out, you know, like we can't live together no more. We had to stop doing this. Like if that means breaking up or, you know, going to church together, um, getting some prayer, you know, having limits and boundaries, you know, that's something that we need to do. Hey, like for me personally, I downloaded this uh, software device called Covenant Eyes, which allows it to search my phone and what I've been watching and it sends accountability reports to my, uh, my people, my accountability partners. And so, you know, that's something that's really important um, to make sure that we're honoring God in our body. You know, that's something that's very important, you know. And so in the example of Cardi being offset, you know, like that's sad. You know, it's sad that it's sad that due to sexual immorality, due to adultery that ruined their family and ruined their marriage. And so, you know, I'm not judging him or her because I've never been married and, you know, we all have our own history. But nonetheless, um, when we violate God's covenant, not only particularly in the context of fornication, not only will that to destroy our potential family, it can harm us and destroy our own soul, right? So in the Bible, it says that, you know, fornicators, adulterers, and all that will be in the lake of fire. And so I'm not saying that Offset is going to hell immediately, but I'm saying that, you know, he has to definitely get before God and get on his face and ask for forgiveness and, you know, to repent as we all do, you know? So that's just a public example of two celebrities who are going through real life human things that many of us have gone through, you know, um, or will go through. And so they're just on the public microscope about that. But nonetheless, it's important that we come together and we, we really honor the importance of chastity or temperance, which is self-discipline of the body, whether that's alcohol, whether that's drugs, marijuana, um, whether that's forbearing from, you know, masturbation, sin. If somebody can take care, can take control of their appetite, control of their sexual desires, and control of um, really the thoughts of minds and the words that come out of their mouth, you know, that is a person who is uh, really walking, you know, with God strongly, right? And so um, it's important that we have to watch what comes out of our mouth, you know, for what comes out of our mouth is the, the power of words is so important. It says life and death are in the power of the tongue. As the Bible says, it says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but only that which gives grace to the hearers that gives grace to listeners. So I want to use my tongue as a, as a method to bless and uplift and encourage people and to speak of God's truth and to speak of love. And so it's very important how we control our tongue, um, how we control our body, what we put in our body, what we eat, the nutrients, the nutrition is so important. You know, so um, this is all taking care of God's body, both physically, mentally, 
emotionally and also spiritually. Um, we have to honor our body and all that we do. In Colossians, it says, um, and all that we do, you know, give glory to God, whether in action, whether in word or deed, give thanks to God, the Father, and through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, whatever I do, I just want it to be a a reflection of God's glory. I want God to get the glory out of my life, out of my conversation, out of my thoughts. And there's times where we fall short, but nonetheless. You know, it says a righteous person gets up seven times, but the wicked fall into destruction. So you never give up on God. Continue to fight, you know, continue to hang in there for those who are abstaining from sex and abstaining from sexual impurities. You know, keep up the good work, you know, flee the things that are triggers for you. So for me, I know a trigger is late at night scrolling Instagram. All right. There's stuff on Instagram, you know, women and body models and uh, fitness models and all that kind of stuff that, you know, could be a trigger or watching a show with too many sex scenes, you know, like power was good for that. <laughs> it wasn't a trigger for me, but I'm like, oh, why is there a sex scene in every episode, <laughs> right? But nonetheless, it was, so we have to be aware of our triggers and we know that if we stay in the night at a young lady's place or a young man's place, that might not be the best thing for us, right? And so we just want to make sure that we Use discretion, use knowledge, use sound wisdom to make the right wise decisions and pray God to give us the strength to overcome our temptations because um, the desires there, it's there because we we like it, you know, it's, it's pleasing to the flesh, but what's pleasing to our flesh is oftentimes contrary to, you know, the uh, the will of God to live in the spirit and out of the flesh. So that's something that we always have to think of. And just because it feels right, doesn't mean it is right. I want to say that again, just because it feels right, that doesn't mean it is right. And so the Bible says that there's a way that seems right unto a man, but in the end thereof, it leads to death. And it says that in the Proverbs. And so there's a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death, right? And so the ways of God are, are oftentimes different than the ways of man. But as believers and followers of God, you know, of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is also God, you know, he's not the father, but he, he is God. The father's in him and he's in the father, you know, and one in unity and in agreement. But nonetheless, um, we have to honor our Lord. We have to follow him. You know, the Bible says that if we love God, we would keep his commandments. And this is how the love of God is is known, is manifested, that we keep his commandments. And so, you know, it's really important to honor God with our body. So we need to be careful listening to music um, that is, you know, disturbing our spirit. That is a detriment. Anything that is against God is antichrist, antichrist-like. As the Bible said, anything that opposes Jesus Christ or that denies you know, Jesus Christ says, you know, being the son of God and resurrecting is the spirit of Antichrist. And also there's a lot of spirits out here of Antichrist, but we have to continue to walk humbly before our God in prayer and submission. But we have to treat our body as the temple of God. As the Bible says in First Corinthians that we are the temple of God. And the more that we think about this, um, I think that it will be more, God will give us more grace to overcome, 
you know, the, the temptations of the flesh. And so we got to realize that, you know, God is not a dictator. He is a king and what his word says is final. But he does that because he loves us and he knows what's best for us. Even though we don't always understand, God knows what's best for us. And so we have to trust in God's way. Like the Bible says in Proverbs, in all of our ways acknowledge him. He should direct our paths and lean not into our own understanding. But so that's important. You know, fear God and keep his commandments, right? So that's something that we have to do. It sounds good in scripture, but we have to apply it to our lives, right? So I hope this message finds you blessed. Um, this is episode two, honoring God with our body, um, fleeing sexual fleeing fornication, fleeing sexual immorality. That's something that we can't fight necessarily, but we have to run away from it because if we run for too long, it's going to get us, right? So, or if we try to fight it for too long, we're going to succumb, you know, but we have to rest in the secret place of the Lord under the refuge of God, and he will give us the strength to overcome. But we can't keep putting ourselves in situations where we know we'll falter, right? So do what you got to do in the natural to, you know, avoid um, certain immorality in our body, particularly sexual immorality. Right. So um, love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. Appreciate y'all. And God bless. Until next time.